Welcome and namaste to the Golden Chow Podcast, the podcast to help you to reconnect with your inner child to live the life you truly desire. Here's the intro. And we start. Here we go back with Janine Kim, okay? Our first guest of the Golden Child podcast. So Janine is, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. Uh, she is going to tell us who she is and her transformation, okay? I'm just going to say to our audience that she is a, an intuitive astrologer, a medium, and soon to be author. So welcome, welcome, Janine, to, to the podcast. Really super, super excited to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Enrico. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's great. So let's talk with, uh, let's start with, talk about yourself in a way that we've never talked about before in a podcast when it comes to your transformation from a uh, former IPO trader of 10 plus year turned mystic i love it i just love it i'm super excited go for it thank you sure well it's um <clears throat> in a way that i've never explained it i love that i was just thinking about this morning uh before us getting together like how i could what i was going to share and what came to me was like oh my goodness if you would have told me 20 some years ago that if i followed my dream as crazy as it sounded back then and let it all go that I would be able to sit in my room, chat with you from Santa Fe, New Mexico to Italy, talking about my journey, my passion, my experiences, how much I love my clients and my work. I would not believe you. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could have imagined this life. So Going from an IPO trader, I uh, I was very good with numbers, which, you know, it led me to astrology and my passion, of course, for the stars from when I was younger. But ever since I was a girl, I've always been kind of um, aligned with things that are beyond what we would call the norm. You know, when I was younger, I'd have dreams and I would share them with my my mom and my family and and because then they would show up. I would say, oh my gosh, I had a dream about this house last night, mom. And we pull up in front of it for the first time. And so I was always kind of operating on a different level of being. However, who could reflect that back, right? Who could reflect that back without being a little like, oh, that's kind of spooky. Yeah. So I just tucked it in, tucked it in. But then when I went out and started, you know, meeting the world and working, all those bits started growing inside of me and I would continue. I started a deep yoga practice in the early nineties and I um, would read books like Gary Zukoff and Shirley MacLaine and Andrew Weil. And I was always trying to stay very healthy and healed because I'm, I'm just a, I'm a sensitive bird. So my body doesn't really respond to medicines quite like others do. And I need to stay on track to be clear. All these things, just grew inside of me, bubbled inside of me. And before you know it, the IPO world, the financial world, just, I, I, it wasn't for me anymore. It was too much. Yeah. 
it was too much. So I took the leap and I jumped into the healing world and I never looked back. Awesome. <clears throat> it requires a lot of willpower, you know, and strength, really going, you know, against the flow, like going against, uh, uh, I would say the vast majority of the people, or I would say vast majority of the people that are living someone else's life, really not following their passions. And then, you know, on the short term, it's okay living, I would say, a, with a sense of complete certainty. But when you don't have uncertainty, you're not changing stuff, you, you don't grow. It, it's not good for, for the long term. And then people, you know, they become stressed, uh, obsessed, uh, you know, they don't know who they are, where they're going. And what you did was, you know, truly inspired. But what was, was there like a, moment like an ex moment during your uh career as an ipo trader that made you realize okay you know what screw it <laughs> i'm burning the boats <laughs> yeah actually you know it was building over time but there was a peak moment and it was i just never imagined that what i loved on the inside you know i was living in chicago at the time and what i loved was eating healthy. I became a vegetarian in the nineties. Um, I was, you know, reading all these spiritual things, which is different than my Catholic upbringing, okay. you know? And so they were in these books and I was, there were these people. And then all of a sudden I had a chance to move to California and it was with my ex-husband and we moved to California and I didn't have to explain what a taco was without meat. Like it didn't take me an hour to tell them. Yeah, like truly Chicago to, yeah. they couldn't understand it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm with my people. Like, you know, yeah. it was amazing. And in that moment, it really grew. And then on top of it, um, it was just every time I was in a, a position, I was doing fabulous, but something would happen and I would, the job would go away or the last position I had I had been working uh, at going to school at night. I'm like, you know what? They have massage schools here. I'm just going to go to school at night and be a trader, an IPO trader during the day. I could do it. Um, and so, yeah, that. and I became Reiki <laughs> trained and, I, you know, all these things at night. And so it was getting louder and louder on the inside. And then come February of 2001, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this brokerage industry, but I, I can't leave yet. But to make sure that I do it, to kind of hold myself accountable, yeah. I found a program in China, China studies program, where I could go and study Twina, traditional Chinese medicine in Beijing, and also feng shui. And that was in October. So I booked it. I signed <laughs> up. I put my money down. And I'm like, now I have between February and October to pull this off. And I, I felt something brewing at work. You know, I had an assistant. We were planning this huge um, conference and meeting at uh, in in Palm Desert for the the gentleman that we worked for. Yeah. Sure enough, we had the party. It was over. I went in on a Friday, and my computer wouldn't turn on. And my boss looked at me. He's like, um, "Go talk to the head boss," and they let me go. Wow. They they had to like pack me up and let me go. However, because there was no reason like that you know that i could have done it they said well um so you don't sue us yeah. here's you could you could sue us or you could take this check and we'll pay for your health insurance for a year so Healing. i was like oh 
all right, I'll take it. And I was shocked. I mean, I was still planning on leaving, but isn't that interesting how a month before when I committed to myself, look how it unfolded. Yeah. It was so, like university. Daisy gave you a chance like for that a was year. It. Yeah. That was uh, they it. Opened. I... Go ahead. No, no. It's like they opened basically a door for you, like a yes. year where you, you didn't have to worry about insurance and stuff. You got covered and you can, you know, unleash your fullest potential, like re really serve the people you want, you know, truly. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And um, yeah. And so I know that, you know, I've had other moments and moments prior to that where maybe it didn't turn out that seamless however when the years go by and you're probably aware of this too when you finally do trust right look at and look where you're at look what you've done on your journey when you do trust the alignment is so spot on and it's so enriching um yeah. for myself and the people around me because i'm really standing in truth so yeah now just in flow i totally agree like when you are in a flow state Everything is up and you're not just, you're not surprised anymore. You're just like, oh, okay, this is how it works. <laughs> like uh, if you're like a maestro, you're like leading the orchestra and you're like, uh, you're really, you're leading your life in the way you want. You're creating life in the way you want. It's truly powerful. That's why I'm asking you, could you describe what you do in one sentence for our listeners? I support people to to step into sustainable whole self transformation. Okay, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And uh, why don't you talk us talk about a little bit about your offers and services? I know you have uh, because I checked your website, which by the way I love it. Uh, uh, by the way, I bought the Dominion. I'm creating mine. <laughs> yeah, I bought the Dominion. Yeah, I was super, super happy. Uh, it's like, I don't know, buying a piece of land, which can be minuscule, but it doesn't really matter. It's yours. So I read the teacher right now is a official um, brand, I would say, on the internet. Super, super excited. I wanted to share with you. Yay, yay for you. And uh, I know you have a subscription, also group working, one-on-one, -on -one, live event, personal event. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, about, you know, all the services that you provide? Sure. I offer anything from one-on-one <clears throat> -on -one personal sessions yeah. where it's just like a one-off session. If you, you know, if you're curious about my work or if it's just, you know, you're going through something and you need some insight and reflection. And I do that with astrology. All my work is intuitive. So sometimes it's some people just prefer intuitive reading and I use tarot as well. And then um, other people prefer the astrology. So I do intuition with astrology and, and the mediumship is all mixed in there. Uh, and then I offer mentoring work where we take that deeper. And so I really go into deep transformation. And when I do my work, I, I, not only intend for you to get clarity intellectually, but I also make sure that I tap into my holistic health practitioner background, my traditional Chinese medicine background, my yoga background, whatever comes up so you could take the information and really integrate it into your life. Not just hear it, but 
I, I usher out uh, for you practical next steps. So you really feel supported once we're done, yeah. you know, once, once it's over. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't take, I would say knowledge just from one part. You're actually using a multidisciplinary approach, which is actually absolutely amazing. What, what uh, education should be like rather than just, you know, studying economics from an economical point of view, you should study, you know, from a psychological point of view, neuroscience and these kind of things. I think that what you're offering, you know, this holistic approach when it comes to mentoring, you know, and all these uh, uh, healers, I would say, is that you're not giving them just a part of the truth that you're giving them, you know, like that, that, that tiny, tiny piece. So rather than seeing things from this tiny perspective is see from a very much broader perspective. Oh, I love that. I, I've never, I love that reflection. I've never really worded it that way. And that is exactly what it is. And, you know, my, my goal is so that people live this information because there's so much information you could yeah. gather, which is so meaningful. And there's so many healing modalities now that people can speak of and yeah. it's common conversation, but it's useful when we integrate it into every moment of our life, not just kind of keep it for the weekend or, you know, and sometimes that's how it starts out and that's perfect, but really let it seep into your whole existence. I totally agree. Let me show you something. So this is... <clears throat> I think it's a perfect example for your business and also mine. This is, I think it's called a kaleidoscope, okay? <gasps> yes. That you can see like uh, from different colors and stuff. But what you're offering, rather than just using the red lenses, you're giving them the blue, the yellow, the green, the black, the white, these kind of things, rather. I don't know. This is what I do also, like when I do a multidisciplinary approach, rather than just focusing on, you know, tiny little piece, which is important. I think yeah. the kaleidoscope, you know, actually, you know, can help people to understand, to, to see the bigger picture, if you know what I mean. I love that. <laughs> I love it. A kaleidoscope. I hope you don't mind if I borrow that and pass it on to my clients because no, I love it. Go for it. it. Go for I it. Really, it. I will be just, Thank you. I will be it. delighted, really. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that I love the most about the work you do that you said is that the word sustainability. It's really, really important. Can you elaborate this concept for us? Why it's so important, and also by connecting the topic that we discussed last time, coaching versus mentoring, and why it's so important when you grow, it has to be sustainable. Maybe you can use a metaphor. I always use the rocket. Like you cannot go from the earth to the moon like in, in one bit. It doesn't work like that. So, and actually the hardest part is getting off the ground but it has to be sustainable otherwise you know the fuel inside the rocket can explode and everyone inside can die so it has to be sustainable go for it <clears throat> i love it i love the rockets i was totally into that visual while you were chatting um so a, a way that I love to invite my clients uh, and anybody really to approach uh, their healing work is to look at the big four. And what I, what I call the big four is your spiritual body, which is different from your soul, by the way. Okay. The soul is kind of like that never ending. You wake up in the morning and whoop, it looks out your eyeballs. That's, that's for me, my concept of that soul it's watching all the parts but then we have the spiritual body 
Number one. Number two is your mental body, then your emotional body, and then your physical body. And so there's four aspects of us that every day, if we could meet all four of them as if they are, first first way to look at it is if they are our babies, right? If your bodies were your babies, do you have a favorite baby? Do you have a least favorite baby? And how can we say, well, gosh, if we're not being fair to those pieces within us, then we're going to reflect or receive back injustice externally because everything that's here is reflected out there. So every day, make space. You may not even know how to meet that part, but make space for it. Mm. Align to the truth that is coming from the emotion, the space that wants to be heard, shifting the mind, getting inspired, take care of the body Mm. differently. And another way to look at that which I love, it kind of goes along with your rocket ship, is the imagine that all four pieces of you is are, are legs of a table. Okay. And the soul is the top of the table. So if you have all four, all four legs and the top of the table and you're, you want to put everything in your life on top of it, what you love, who's in your life, what you do, you know, all of that that you're creating, that you're wanting to experience lays on top of that table. If one of the legs is not cared for, oh, it's going to just fall right yeah. over. And the soul so, just goes out it of It all goes away. Yeah. Right. And so the sustainable piece is that, you know, we can get, we could collect this healing information by way of the mind, which is the entry point. You know, most times we bring it in, let it be, but not just keeping it there having it meet the other pieces of us. And this is where your question or your your pointed uh, moment of um, mentoring versus coaching comes in. I, I love mentoring because mentoring meets the person where they're at. For me, coaching almost feels like um, it comes this way from an intellectual way. And I that may just be, not, not that one is right or wrong, but it's uh, coaching is... Um, you know, they can both be the same, but when you mentor, you're just reflecting back, reflecting back, and then really helping them kind of build those four legs together. And coaching can do the same, but I, you know, sometimes it could be just from an intellectual standpoint, not always, yeah. but sometimes. Yeah. I will say that the word, the sentence, know thyself, it's kind of perfect, right? By reconnecting with yourself and where you are, you basically like, the more you know about yourself, the more you can heal, you know, about past traumas rather than just going to, uh, to someone who is fixing your problem, giving you high performance habits, blah, 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 and actually turning you into something that you're not. I would say, why don't you get to know yourself a little bit more rather than changing towards something you don't even recognize yourself in, I don't know, in five years or one year or anything like that? Would you agree? Yeah. And I feel like, um, I know you and I had had this conversation before, which I loved, is that, you know, it's people can only meet you as deeply as you've met yourself. And so those that are going on the healing journey or, you know, wanting to be coach or mentor, whatever word you choose, how deep are you healing yourself? Where are you going? 
because this isn't just wisdom that we want to pass on via the mind. It is everything is frequency first. Everything is energy first. And that is not just a spiritual concept. That is quantum physics. And so when you go that deeply on the healing, I've seen this. I've been doing this for almost 30 years. People follow you and how deep you've gone on your own work. And it's really you're walking the talk. Yeah. You're, you've moved out of your greatest trauma and you, and it, people can sense that, you know, uh, that if you've gone there, then they are safe enough to be held and, you know, to really know that they could do the same as well for themselves. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. That's why also guidance could be like a nice word, like a guide yeah, and all that nice. you need to I be to cross the bridge. And then, yes. uh, I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with the Quran, Oh no, like the stories a little bit, okay? No, I'm okay. not. Tell me, tell me. Uh, actually, no, no. I have an MA in interpreting and translation. One of the first languages that I learned was Arabic. And, you know, I studied the Quran, you know, the Sunnah and all the, basically the history of Islam. And there's a very interesting uh, <clears throat> uh, story about Al-Bir, which is, uh, no, sorry, Al-Khidr, Al-Khidr, sorry which is basically the the green guy. It's not a correct translation, but anyway. So this this guy helps uh, one of the prophets uh, going through several tasks, even disturbing one. And uh, he is a guide, but the prophet shouldn't say anything, even when things are very, very bad. Like, no, oh, the leader is starting to kill a boy. They say, no, why are you doing that? No, I said you don't need to judge because the boy will turn into a bad guy and this kind of stuff. Okay, uh, it's very connected to judgment and non-attachment into the yoga philosophy, I would say. But I would say what I really like that is that this guide that is leading you from A to B, not trying to change you, but only giving you basically uh, not even advice, pointing you. I would say pointing you. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, look at that. Look at that. What makes you think? How do you feel about it? That's it. I think this is our role. We cannot change people unless they want to. One of my favorite topics of all time, and I truly feel that... Um, Anybody going into healing work or mentoring work or coaching work, um, guidance that uh, healer one-on-one training is you can't heal anybody. (laughs) And I call, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a healer, but you can't heal anybody. All you can do is reflect, hold the space for, become your own, share but then just like you said, you know, you, you guide, you point, and then they find their way. And that may seem like an obviousness, but, you know, for years, my own experience, oh, heck no, I was going to heal the world and I was going to heal all the people that hurt me <laughs> so then I could get the love from them. I mean, yeah. this, this got me oh, on my journey, yeah. I'm telling you. And it doesn't, it, that's not the way it goes. No. And so I've learned that it's just um, even the people, you know, they're only they're ready for it when they're ready for it. So you may share your information with them and you're planting the seeds and that has to be enough. 
That has to be enough. And in this culture that we live in, oftentimes it isn't, it's almost like we're programmed. We need to see these end results. And the invitation here feels like, well, just be in the space of planting the seeds, be the constant gardener and let that be enough. Just know that that's where the value is. I'm gonna. I'm writing because I love to like be the constant gardener. Mm-hmm. No, that that's very nice. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, actually, there's something I really, really I'm curious. Also, it's like a also an advice that I'm gonna ask you for myself, and I'm, because you have been through that. So, uh, you sent me a very nice uh, sentence when we met on Matchmaker. Uh, stepped into the holistic core life during a time when so many just didn't quite understand what that meant. Organic food, spirituality, mind, yoga, 30 years ago. How did you feel? You were basically alone because like there wasn't a lot of spirituality. I would say back in the day it was, but it was very foggy. Maybe it's still right now, but probably foggier than it is right now. And taking a path where basically nobody understood he still did it and uh well like uh, especially right now when you're working in the personal growth you know like you work your body your mind your emotion your uh your spiritual part and basically nine out of ten they don't do it or maybe they do one and bad how does how did it make you feel going really against the world 30 years ago? And what is the advice that you could give to someone who has been doing this maybe alone or I don't know, like uh, uh, is doing a, a journey very intense. There's so much resistance, but at the same time wants to pull it through. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> the that's the big question. That's the that's such a great question. Um, well, first of all, I, you know, I'm, um, I'm a real internal person. And when I was born, I was adopted. It was 1967. I was given up for adoption at birth and, um, my parents brought me home some months after that. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like oftentimes, you know, when you look at that primal wound, people who are adopted have, more of this like inner space that it almost feels inherently separate from an external, from what's going on around them. And so when I look back, I realized that was kind of my outlet, my oasis, you know, it was a default, but it was also an oasis of where I can go. And so I always felt a little different anyway, from the get go, you know, whether my, you know, my parents kind of slipped it in and they, I don't remember being told. So they did a great job of telling me, but I always felt different. And so fast forward and here I am drawn to these things that are just not the same. I was, I remember when the first time I did yoga, I was like seven watching PBS and there was the lady in a unitard. I'll never forget like this taupe unitard. And she had long brown hair and I was mesmerized by her and I would do that work I often think oh my gosh I'm going to go look back on channel 11 and see uh on PBS and see if if I could find some old you know video of her but 
I love that. I would love, I love the stars and yeah. I was very, uh, what I would call religious, you know, um, my family wasn't overly religious, but all these things were already there. And so they were always just me. So as I grew and went into the brokerage industry and in the nineties, it was weird. It was hard. Um, I would just kind of be really quiet about what I did in the books that I read, but as it became louder and people really were like, why do you always have to be so different? I, I'm like, I, I swear, if you knew how uncomfortable it was to be this different, you would get it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like I wanted to be different from here. Cause even my adoption wound really wanted me to fit in, you know, especially yeah. because of that, but I'm not, I, the truth could not um, keep itself quiet. And so it's hard. And right now, like you said, it's not as foggy. And, and even though there's some people that still don't get it now, now more than ever, people are talking about it. So I'm like, oh my gosh, here we are. Yay. We're finally having a conversation. I don't have to worry about it with, you know, a couple people in the corner. But uh, what I would say to people is trust, trust what your inside wants, trust what is calling you that you cannot put down. And I, that doesn't mean that when you trust that, that it is going to be easy because the trail that you leave behind is old conditioning. And there's going to be some people who love where you're going and some people who really, really don't. And I have lost so many friends, family members. They still just, they don't appreciate who I am, who I am. I'm an intuitive from when I was younger or what I do. They cannot appreciate it at all. So You have to, um, it's almost like a little nod from the universe saying, does truth mean more to you or does conditioning? And I choose truth every time. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree. Right. I would rather be like 100% myself rather than be, I don't know, someone I'm not. If you don't like where I am, I accept it. You are absolutely, you have all the right not to like me, dislike me or whatever, I'm not going to change or shrink so other people won't feel uncomfortable beside me. Thank you. That is, that's all, that is exactly it in a nutshell. And just having the courage, having the courage to do that and to know that the outcome from that, everything that you align with and, and create from that point is pure truth. And you're giving them a permission slip to do the same. And most times that is what the uncomfortableness is when they can't reflect it back to you is that uh, not always, but they just, you know, maybe there's a piece of them that they're really afraid to align with and they just can't even articulate it or they're just not aware, but yeah, you're giving them permission. permission. And that's the only thing that matters. Right. Let's hand this because we have six Mm -hmm. minutes before zoom hands and uh, i have one more question which is actually all about the podcast you know the inner child so if your inner child could hear you right now okay what would you say to her right now imagine you were writing like a letter to her what would you write to your inner child I would say, um, trust 
everything that you are. Okay. Trust everything that is happening to you. And have the courage to move forward when you know it's time to move forward. And moving forward sounds easier than letting go, but they go hand in hand. But truly trust who you are. It will not steer you wrong. Yeah. For sure. I love it. I love it. That's the same thing I would probably say to my inner child, right? Like, doesn't really matter. I know it sucks being different, but it's who you are. You don't want to lose who you are. You don't want to lose your identity. You don't want to shrink so that other people won't feel insecure. You're meant to, we're all meant to shine as children. And then all of a sudden, because of society, school, education, call it whatever you want, we just, uh, you know, shrink so the other won't feel disappointed and stuff and uh, I don't know that's I have a lot of people you know around me I don't know they may be I don't know maybe I'm gonna say successful from a financial point of view but at the same time I I, I can sense their energy they're not they're not happy I'm not saying that money are not important uh, money isn't important I think it's important but at the same time you should leave your dharma You should leave your purpose, who you're meant to be, okay? And uh, it's super hard. It's super scary. I've been doing this for, for a long time. It was super hard to, to really step in and say, okay, that's it. I'm burning the boats. I really don't care who I am. And uh, trust me, it's hard because uh, at the beginning, you feel alone because you, people, all the people that you know, they probably will leave you. Because you, you really unleash your energy, your full potential, but that's okay. I would say, I thank them for what they gave me, mm -hmm. and then it's time to move on. I'm right there with you, man. I'm yeah. right there with you. And they are some of my biggest inspirations. Yeah, is, they are. Right? They they're, are. they're part of it. You would think it's like, Somebody floating over here. Yeah, there's a couple of those, but some of my biggest inspirations were the hardships. So I'm right there with you, right on, spot on. Yeah. I totally thank agree. You. Okay, let's uh, wrap this up. Uh, thank you so much, Jenny, really for coming to the Golden Child podcast. I really, it was so nice connecting with you and uh, I wish you a fantastic day. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna close the call immediately, just the, basically the podcast recording. I just want to say, you know, goodbye to our listeners. Thank you for listening to the Golden Child Podcast, the podcast to help you to reconnect your inner child, to live the life you truly desire and not somebody else. Thank you so much. Peace and namaste from Italy and the United States of America. Yeah. Thank you. Ciao. <laughs>